Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Faith Strang. She is a third generation healer, past life healer, a Reiki master, cosmic channel, and a manifestation coach. Welcome, Faith. How are you doing today? Hi, thank you. I'm well. I'm so pleased to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much for taking and making the time to be here with me today. I'm looking forward to jumping in and sharing about your story and your journey. I appreciate you taking the time to be here with me today. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. I'm honored to be here. The honor is all mine. (laughs) (laughs) So let's jump right in. Faith, as I mentioned, you are all of those things and you are one hell of a busy woman. That's a lot of hats you're wearing and quite an extensive resume. So how do you find all the time for this? How important is prioritization and organization to you? And how do you stay on top of it all? It is extremely important. And of course, anybody who, well, runs anything, whether it's a business or a household or a nine to five job, you can't expand without prioritizing your time. But I've also learned how that works for me and how I prioritize my time and how I stay organized is very different from how someone else might do it. So I've got a lot of fire in my astrological chart. So I'm not the most organized person, I will be the first to admit, but I I find a way that works for me. I need freedom within my day. I, I do well with some structure while also having some freedom within that structure. And that seems to work for me. So I just have my list of things I want to accomplish every day in my calendar in the morning. And I continue to put myself into the space of feeling good that everything I want to accomplish gets accomplished. And I know we're going to talk about manifestation a little bit yeah. later. And that's really been an important key for me to continue to reach and accomplish and exceed the goals that I set for myself. I'm very curious, being a serial entrepreneur, what does your morning routine look like? I saw you were going to ask this question and I was (laughs) joking with my husband. I was like, he's going to ask me about my morning routine. He was like, well, don't lie to him. And I was like, I'm not going to. I'm going to be very honest. I don't have a morning routine. Okay. And, you know, most mornings I meditate, but if I have to get get up and get going to it, I will meditate later in the day. But mostly my mornings consist of meditation and some kind of physical exercise, but but not always. And I try not to check my phone first thing when I wake up and then I have my coffee and sort of get myself into a brain space for the day. But I don't have anything consistent, really, that okay. I do. <laughs> aside, aside from meditation. Aside from meditation, which I do every day, no matter what time I get to it. Non-negotiable. Yes, non-negotiable. <laughs> Faith, what drives, motivates, and inspires you to keep going, pushing, and excelling at all that you do? 
Mm, I love this question. I see the results in my clients and in my community. I see them expanding and aligning with more joy. I see them opening their own businesses. I see them healing and, and that reflects to me and I feel that. And I think that a lot of people in a similar position I'm in, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's like, I do know what I'm doing, but I still doubt what I'm doing. And I've just sort of feel like I'm throwing spaghetti at the wall sometimes, but then I see my community growing and expanding. And that brings me so much purpose and makes me feel so aligned with my time on this planet. I see more people experiencing the pleasure and the wealth that this world has to offer. And that in turn brings me more pleasure and wealth. And so I see how being of service brings me more joy and satisfaction while also helping other people. And this beautiful reciprocal energy energy that I continue to put out in the world and others give back to me is just what motivates me to continue on building and expanding and growing in the directions that I'm called to. I love that. There really is no feeling better than being able to give back and have what you do impact other people. That that right there is everything. That's like lifeblood, you know, being yeah. able to see the effects of the work you do impact and change people's lives. It's so powerful. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Yes. And I would just love to add on to that is that, mm -hmm. you know, being of service is such an important concept and it doesn't matter how you are of service. My job is one that I have created that I find extremely rewarding in the ways that I'm being of service, but I was of service in the jobs I was doing before this, when I was a bartender, right? When yeah. I was catering, when I was babysitting, when I was an assistant, I'm of service to my friends, to my family, to strangers that I hold the door open to. Yeah. And so this concept of being of service has been so important, not only for me as an entrepreneur, but also me just as a human being and understanding I can do that in so many different ways. It truly is. I think that is the purpose we're all here is to be of service and to be of support to others and to give back to others. That's why we're all here on this planet. Yes. Yes. 100%. Beautifully said. Now you started out on a very different path in your life from what you're doing now. You wanted to be an actor and had immersed yourself in that work early on. What inspired or occurred for you to get on the path and do the work that you're currently doing? I had been training and devoted to that path and so convinced that that was my purpose and those are my gifts and, and that was going to be my life, which was a dream that got you know, sort of stuck in my brain at a very young age. And eventually I was doing that life and, and I was starting to make some headway in a direction that felt good. And I realized it didn't bring me joy. And because of the way I was raised, I knew that joy was my birthright. And I knew that life could be easy for me. And it wasn't at all. I was not happy in, in the work that I was doing. And I realized this idea I had of, of being an actor, you know, doing great theater and making money in, in other ways as an actor, it didn't feel empowering to me what I had attracted into my life. And I felt like I was just waiting for other people to give me work and it just didn't feel in alignment. And so I went through another awakening, you know, in the spiritual community, you hear a lot about awakenings and we have yeah. many awakenings throughout our lives. And that was probably the biggest one that I had where I finally had to say, 
I know life can be better for me, but I have no idea what that looks like because I've had this one track mind for decades and I can't imagine anything else. And so I completely surrendered. I completely surrendered. And that was a huge ego death for me to say, I guess I don't know what my path is. And when I was able to just completely burn to the ground everything I thought I knew about life, about my mission on this planet, about my gifts, then I took a little bit of time and it hit me and it all came back around that my spirituality, my spiritual life had been dormant for so long. It's always been a part of me, but had never been in the front. And when I brought it to the front and had that realization that, oh my gosh, I I love talking about spirituality. I, I have gifts in this way. I love being of service as a healer. I love talking about spiritual topics and reading spiritual books, and I committed to that and realized how ignited I was by that, then the path has slowly, you know, month by month, year by year, become more and more clear, and I feel more supported than I ever had before. So it was a willingness to understand that because I kept pushing up against a door and I just couldn't figure out a way around it, I had to be willing to completely like turn around and just pick a totally different door. And when I allowed myself to be guided by spirit, the universe, the cosmos, God, the goddess, whatever you want to call it, everything got so much easier. And I didn't feel like I was fighting anymore. I felt like I was guided. There are so many people who are walking this earth that don't find their purpose and their mission on this planet. So do you think that through your experience, do you think that it's part of the problem is people's inability to surrender and burn everything to the ground and start from scratch? Do you think that's part of the problem? Why so many people don't find their, their purpose or their mission? I think that, yes, I would say that's definitely a part of it. You know, for me, that's like I said, the the ego death, you know, ego is the smaller self, the the part of us that wants us to play small, that doesn't want us to dream big, that doesn't think that we can align with joy and abundance that makes us feel like we need to play by the rules. I think purpose is also a, a tricky concept because so often it is, we consider it around work and how we earn money, but it doesn't have to be. And I think that the, you know, the biggest block to aligning with purpose is thinking that we don't have one, honestly, and thinking that we are these small beings who don't really matter and not being open to, because we haven't been taught and it is slowly, right? Spirituality is becoming more mainstream because people are craving it outside of what traditional religious organizations have taught to us and the generations that have come before and that we are incredibly powerful creators who deserve to feel like the infinite abundant beings that we are. I think that's sad that people don't realize or don't believe that they, because I honestly believe that everyone on this planet has a gift to give and has something to give to the world that they can benefit from. And it's sad to think that people don't believe in themselves and think that of themselves. Yes, it is. But in my understanding and my work as a past life healer, I'm able to see that and understand that if even if people don't align with it in this lifetime, they will in another lifetime. 
So Faith, how long have you been doing this healing work that you're now doing? So my mother and grandmother were past life healers. So they started doing a modality called spiritual response therapy with me when I was about five years old. I started doing that modality myself when I was about 19 or 20. And it was always, again, in the background. And then my business started in 2019. Now, when did you realize you had the gift of being a healer and intuitive? And did you struggle internally at all to understand and realize the gifts you had? Or was it fairly easy for you to embrace? It was fairly easy for me to embrace. I'm very blessed to have been raised in such an open-minded and and open-hearted home with these very advanced concepts. So from a very young age, I understood the body-mind-spirit connection, that angels are around us, that parallel lives exist, and, and many other topics within the realm of spirituality. I think when I was in college is when I realized I had access to an energy. I studied, I got my BFA in acting, and you know I was taking movement classes and voice classes. And I think it was through my my movement class that I started to be called to experiment with energy within my body and outside of my body. And, you know, like a lot of people, you know, in college, you're attracted to some like-minded people. You're being open to these other ideas. And I was around other people who had intuitive gifts and we would talk about it and we would, you know, play with energy. And when I would practice kind of sending that to other people, I, I realized there there was perhaps something there that I had access to. So I was already prepared for that, I think, from my upbringing. But then when I was reignited with this understanding of, of these gifts that I had, then things really opened up for me and my psychic abilities opened up in ways that I could have never ever imagined. And I just trusted it and threw myself into it and just went with it and decided to play with it and had fun. And as I had that joyful heart with my psychic abilities, they just continued to open up more and more. And I just continued to trust and and surrender that I was being guided to how I could further be of service to people. That is so beautiful and so powerful. I've heard many people say that we as humans have all the tools we need within us to help in healing ourselves. Is this something you subscribe to or believe in? Yes, but. This is a yes, but. uh, (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) So yes, theoretically we do. However, we also know that we have traumas. As a past life healer, I know we have baggage perhaps we don't even really understand. We may have energetic blocks in the body. And for myself as a young person, you know, I understood this concept that we should be able to heal ourselves. And that would make me very frustrated because I was like, well, why aren't I healing? I didn't understand that part of that healing journey is attracting the other healers to you or modalities or, or gifts of the planet that can help you. So I say, you know, we're not ascended masters, right? Not yet, at least. And so while we are on our healing journey, it is important that we are open to all of the other practitioners who are around us to, and that's Eastern and Western medicine, that's energy healing, that's chiropractor, that's flower essence and essential oils and 
you know, any other supplements or spending time outside. And so I say theoretically, yes, but most of us are not in a place where we can sit and meditate for 10 hours a day and be in a space to ascend. And so as we are on this journey, we need each other. And we are on this amazing, generous planet that has so many gifts for us to use that it calls to us to incorporate them in our healing journey as well. Faith, when did you really embrace your gift and decide to start using it to help people? Mm, it was in the spring of 2020. My business had already started where I was just doing energy healing, but I was still, I was writing and I was bartending. I was still doing a lot of things. And then when March of 2020 came around, I felt called in a way that I have heard people talk about before that I had never really felt. And I knew that I was needed in this world to really devote myself to, to my business. And so it was in March of 2020 that I really got serious about my business. And that is when I felt supported and I just started learning more and I started teaching classes online and expanding my online community. And it was, uh, and I've never looked back and I've never looked back. That point in time was a huge awakening for so many people. Mm -hmm. So many yes. people. Yes. You say that you have an ability to access the Akashic records for those who don't know. Can you explain a little bit about what the Akashic records are? Yes. So I like to describe the Akashic records as the iCloud of everything that's ever existed everything that ever will exist, everything that's been thought. And it's this space that we have access to. We all have access to it. We just aren't really sure how to get there. Some people do see it as a library. I just sort of think of it right as this space, this energy that's up there that I'm able to pull down. And the Akashic records are the space where we access past life information. Now, you're also a cosmic channel. So what is a cosmic channel versus a regular channel? Is there a difference? Maybe, maybe not. I like how <laughs> cosmic channel sounded. You know, when I think about a channel, I associate that with a medium. And now okay. mediums are, that's a specific kind of psychic who talk to people who have transitioned. Right. So that is one aspect of my work, but I also communicate with beings in different dimensions. I communicate with angels and spirit guides and also other multidimensional beings. And so I call myself a cosmic channel because I feel like that encompasses pretty much all the high frequency energies that I'm able to communicate with. That makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Thank you for clarifying. Absolutely. You're also an animal Reiki healer. What transpired for you to pursue animal Reiki healing? I didn't even know, realize that this was a thing until just recently. Yes. So I had gone to visit an animal sanctuary near me called the Gentle Barn, okay. which is a place for barnyard animals to retire. Yeah. Animals who have escaped from slaughterhouses end up there, animals who have been abandoned or neglected, and there are cows, pigs, chickens, horses 
horses, donkeys, and emu. And it's a really loving place where the animals receive energy healing and massage and sound healing and acupuncture. And their stories are inspiring to people who have been through trauma to see how we are able to overcome and we can learn to trust, we can learn to love, we can learn to receive. And it's such a special place. And that was around the time that was right before I decided to start my business. I had already gone through the Reiki heal, Reiki training at that point, but wasn't really doing much with it. And I went to the gentle barn and it changed me. And I had always loved animals, but never really considered that to be a strong aspect of my life. Right. But after going to the gentle barn, I really fell in love with animals as teachers and decided to start my business being of service to them. That is incredible. We can learn so much from animals. Absolutely so much. And so the techniques that you learned as a Reiki healer on humans, you just kind of transfer those skills over to animals? Yes. I have found there's no difference in okay. working with people and animals. Other healers may feel differently. I know some animal healers they work with a different number of chakras or there may be some other differences. But in my work, I have found there is no difference. Now, when I say animals, I specifically mean mammals and birds. Right. For me, working on, you know, reptiles, amphibians, insects, <laughs> that's like a different kind of thing. In my understanding, they don't have the same level of consciousness as right. birds and mammals. But when I'm working with birds and mammals, it feels exactly the same. You previously mentioned SRT in your work. Can you speak to us a little bit about what SRT is? Yes, that is a modality that uses a pendulum okay. and 31 charts, channeled charts that you can use to access the Akashic records, that you can use to identify and clear, sort of release past life trauma that is living in the body, that is blocking you in some way. And, you know, in like the mid-century, sort of 60s into the 70s, you know, mental health professionals started using pendulums to access the subconscious of their client. And so the gentleman who channeled spiritual response therapy, Robert E. Detzler, he had a download that you could then use a pendulum to access the collective subconscious, which okay. is the Akashic records. And so he channeled that material and I have found it to be extremely effective. It is different. Some people who are listening may have heard of past life regression, which is when someone will put you into a meditative state and you you will have an, like a visceral visual experience of one or two or three past lives. Spiritual response therapy moves very, very quickly. And you don't need to get a lot of the details about one or another past lives because we've had so many. We can't count how many past lives okay. we've had. And um, which past life regression is an incredible modality. And, and I respect it. And I really treasure it. My experiences that I, I've had with it. But SRT, I found to be very accessible and extremely powerful. And it has been the foundation of everything that I do. And, and I've started teaching it now to other people. And it's been so rewarding to see other people using the pendulum and using these charts and gaining the benefits of this work. It's really, really in, an incredible uh, tool. 
I love it. So this is a modality that anyone can learn. You you teach this to people on how to use SRT. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Being trained in multiple areas and other modalities, can you speak a bit about that and how you incorporate those into your work as well as could you give us a brief overview of your approach when working with clients? Yes. So my foundation, as I said, is in spiritual response therapy. But then when I went through my Reiki training and I started learning more about energy and the chakras, I really dove into the work of Louise Hay, who was incredibly instrumental for anyone who doesn't know with the idea of somatic healing, that our emotions are affecting our organs and the systems of our body, that there is an emotional component to every disease or dis-dash ease or misalignment in the body. And so in my work, I will generally start with the chakras, seeing if there's any activation we can do there. And then I will allow the chakras to lead into the Akashic records because I found that traumas both in the present life or in other timelines can hold back the chakras. And so I will use the chakras as portals to access this other information. And then along with that, I will be introducing my clients to their spiritual squad, to their celestial guides, to their angels, their spirit guides, the ancestors they have looking out for them and any other beings who want to come through. I'm channeling that information as well. And then because I've had my own challenges with my health and with the body, I'm I'm always recommending to people, of course, with the understanding that I am not a doctor. Please talk to your healthcare professional before implementing anything that I suggest, but essential oils, perhaps herbs, different forms of physical exercise, other modalities, flower remedies, and talking about healthy habits that will help people manage stress. And I'm a big fan of tapping as well, emotion, the emotional freedom technique, different kinds of, of meditation, because it is a a holistic experience. And with the understanding that as we are clearing the baggage from this life and others that we don't need anymore, as we are getting our energy centers aligned, we feel more empowered to become the deliberate creators of our own reality. We feel more empowered to create with the energy that is around us. We are able to receive more of the love that is pouring into us all the time from all different directions. So spiritual coaching and manifestation coaching just became a natural part of my work as well. And because we are now in this space, we are more and more collectively understanding we cannot just heal the body. We cannot just do our affirmations. We cannot just meditate. There is a thread between them all. We have all of these layers that need to be addressed. And so I felt called in my work to be sure that we addressed all of these for this holistic experience while also empowering people to create their own community, to to implement the healthy habits that will help them in the long term. I'm just a guide along the way. I love it. That sounds so incredible and so powerful and so beautiful. You're opening these people up to who they truly are. It's been hidden and you are giving them the portal to walk through to become the authentic person that they are. I love it. 
Yes. And because we know that if more people on this planet were walking around joyful, feeling authentic, feeling guided, feeling as supported as they really are, then you are eager to share those gifts we were talking about earlier because everyone does have unique gifts. Yes. And that world, that sounds like heaven to me. That's heaven that, on that earth. Is, that is. That is 100%. What a beautiful world that is. That is yes. just oh, an incredible vision. Yes. Yes. And the more people I help, then those people go out and they help people exactly. in their community and they help exactly. their family. It's this wonderful ripple effect that yes. is just so joyful to be a part of. It is for sure. Now you mentioned briefly manifestation. I know you're very big into manifestation. Can you mm -hmm. speak to how important a part mindset plays in manifestation and just how important mindset is to our daily routines and our successes? Also, how did you get interested and started in manifestation? Mm, yes. So I love talking about manifestation with its core being energy, right? We understand at this point, modern science understands that energy is everything. Everything is always moving. Everything is always vibrating. And we now understand that the observer in any experiment can affect the outcome because subatomic particles can be influenced. Right. And so if we take that into our own lives and we just accept that our thoughts have a frequency, then that is the doorway that can lead you to infinite creations. And the basis of all mystical teachings in all religions is about co-creation with the energy that's around us, with the universe that's around us. And we have a choice. We, we can either be subconsciously creating and not feel like we have any control over our environment, or we can put ourselves into the space of being the deliberate creator, choosing our thoughts, consciously choosing our thoughts away from that which makes us feel bad and guide it towards that which makes us feel good, which I'm not saying is easy. It took me no. years. It took me years to be able to do that. And it is a very frustrating practice at first. <laughs> but just it's a muscle. It's just like if you're learning basketball for the first time, you have to practice. You're not yeah. going to be amazing. You're not going to join the WNBA right away, right? right? But if you continue to practice, you will get better. It will get easier. And it makes life so much more fun. It makes it so much more delicious. When I am able to say, I'm so grateful my business is growing and I remove any preconceived notions from how it's going to grow, but I put myself into the frequency of feeling excited and grateful that it is growing, the universe can then and come in and work through me in surprising and delightful ways to help me grow my business. And the basic idea is it always comes down to, right, you wake up in the morning, you stub your toe, you know, you've got grounds in your coffee, the traffic is bad, and you, <laughs> you get into that mindset of today's going to be a bad day. And what happens? Like you have a frustrating, tense, stressful day. Yeah. But if you are able to pause and take a breath and say, I am so grateful today is going to go better than I think it's going to. I am so grateful that something lovely is going to happen to me today. And you are able to say that with conviction and with a charged and positive emotion. And if you're able to hold that for as long as possible, you are literally changing your reality because this world is malleable. We have been convinced that what we see, the number in our bank account is what is real and that we need to get really stressed out about it. But it's like, no, 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 no. That is just the result of past thinking. 
So starting today, if we change our thinking, we are changing our future. And what's happening is we are learning to do this individually so that we can elevate into doing it collectively. This is why coming together in groups and, and particularly, you know, women in groups, we know how powerful that is. And so we are learning to do this in their individual lives where if we are all focusing on peace, if we are all focusing on solutions, if we are all focusing on the healing of this planet, then there is no way that that cannot happen because that is just how energy works, period, the end. I fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just amazing. It's so true though. Just like we said, that dream of everyone walking around in a better space, having been cleared and stepping into their authentic power. How fucking beautiful is that? Yeah. Phenomenal. And it's magic. That's what magic is. It is 100%. The world would be such a beautiful and wonderful place, but we are taking steps towards getting there. It's just, it's taken time to get there, but people are starting to And I I don't like using the word awaken, but people are starting to wake up and realize that they can do this and they do have the power within themselves to step into who they authentically are. They need help, but Mm -hmm. the help is there. Yes. Yes. And that's one of the most exciting things about being alive in 2022. And as much as we rag on technology, it's given us access to, again, so many different healers, traditions, philosophies, practices. There is so much free information available to us because of technology to assist people on their awakening journey, on their empowerment journey, that that's the reason we all chose to be here at this time. 100%. And I believe with all of my heart that March 2020 was the catalyst for that Mm -hmm. shift. And it has been incredible as I mean, that's not to say that there wasn't tragedy and upset and sadness as a result of that. But I think the good far outweighs the bad. Yes, yes. And we know that destruction and creation go hand in hand. Yes. They go hand in hand and the light and the dark. You can't have one without the other. That's right. So Faith, what is one tip or takeaway that listeners can implement immediately to start shifting their mindset and incorporating manifestation into their lives? Because you hear people say, it's not just a matter of speaking it out into the universe and things you want in your life are waiting and they'll just happen for you. So what is one tip you could provide? Rest more, relax more, because you can say all the affirmations you want, but if you're driving yourself crazy by trying to do, 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 do all the time, you're not able to be in a space of receiving. And we have to be willing and open to receiving and know our worthiness, that we are worthy of receiving all of the good that the universe wants to give to us. And so if we don't give ourselves time to rest and reconnect, then it, it is very difficult for the universe to align with us and, and give us everything that, that we want to manifest into our lives. I love that you said that because that brings me back to something that one of my friends always says to me, we are human beings, not human doings. Yes. Yes. It's an important reminder for sure. Yep. Very much. Faith, what was a turning point in your life and how did it affect you? Mm, The turning point, the, I'm called back to my career awakening, you know, and I've been so 
committed to a career from the time I've been so ambitious from the time I was very young and being able to commit more to my spiritual journey. So it wasn't even just about my career now that I'm talking about it, but it was about a commitment to my own spiritual well-being and my own spiritual life. And again, being in a space of receiving more and allowing my spiritual life to not just be over there, but allowing that to be all of my life, allowing me to know that the spirituality is in everything that I do that I can see spirit in, in everything, that was a massive turning point of aligning with my inner joy. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after you learned it? That I am not a victim. That's a big and one. Yes. And a lot of, you know, nobody escapes trauma in this life. And for me, through my healing journey, through my understanding of energy and the spiritual laws of the universe and being able to take responsibility for my life and my experiences as an adult, right? Yeah. As an adult yeah. has been so massively changing for me and inspiring and has guided from then on everything that I've done. And understanding now that when my inner victim comes up, being able to say, mm -mm, girlfriend, like, <laughs> nope, what do you need right now? What do you need to feel safe? What do you need to feel empowered? Because we're not going to those dark places anymore. We've come too far to go back there. But that speaks to the fact that you have to do the inner work. Yes. Nowhere which is it. tough, which is really tough. You got to look deep within and you're not going to like everything you see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And being able to be in the space of accepting everything that comes up, you know, yeah. that's another beautiful lesson I learned as an actor is you can't judge your emotions. You have to be open to your anger, your rage, your loneliness, your sadness, your self-loathing, because you have to be able to portray that honestly on stage. And now when I work with people and I see the, you know, the resistance to anger, the resistance to sadness, because we feel like we're doing something wrong or, you know, I'm not manifesting right if I'm getting angry or sad or lonely. And it's like, no, that's a part of being human. These are our teachers. Yeah. So being able to see all of these, we'll say denser emotions as teachers instead of something bad is incredibly helpful, incredibly helpful and healing. That's a huge mindset shift for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Faith, who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? 100% my mother. I was pretty much raised as an only child with just her and I, and she is such a free spirit and she's so intelligent. She's the most resourceful woman person I've ever met. And she is my role model for what love is, for what unconditional love is. She taught me how to love and she taught me how to find the fun in all moments, how to have adventures and in your everyday life. And I owe so much to her. <laughs> I love it. What is an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? My relationship with my husband. Okay. I never wanted to get married. I have been career focused for so long that 
I, you know, had had relationships, none of them were good, but that was not a focus of mine. And he just walked into my life at what felt like, and I think a lot of people will speak to that at a very random time. And he has also reflected to me what unconditional love can be in a spiritual and equal partnership. And I wouldn't be the woman that I am or have the career that I have if it hadn't been for his support. That is beautiful. What would you say is one of your biggest failures or we'll call it life lessons or teachable moments? And what did you learn from it? Mm, So I was born with a dislocated left hip and lived in chronic pain for decades And it was just two years ago at 35, I had a total hip replacement. Wow. And that changed my life. There was my life before surgery and there was my life after surgery. And it was only because of my understanding of the body, mind, spirit connection that I had been doing all the work in my sacral chakra, which is what uh, controls the the hips, which the sacral chakra is also connected to abundance in your relationship with money, joy and emotion and the divine feminine energy, which are all topics that I needed healing around in this lifetime. And so that for me was a huge lesson of understanding the place of Western medicine in this lifetime, but you can't use it just on its own. But also that when your body is talking to you, you have to listen. You have to listen because if you try and move through the pain, if you try and ignore the pain, if you just don't want to face what's going on in your body, it's going to take you down. And that lesson didn't go away. Yeah. And even now it's something I, I'm continuing to deepen my relationship with my body and listen to my body and give it what it needs. But that was a huge, you know, decades long lesson and experience that I had to learn in this lifetime. Profound. Holy shit. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you ever received? Mm, There is a, a line. I didn't, you know, receive it directly, but it's a quote that I will never forget from Abraham Hicks, who is a collection of energies channeled by this woman, Esther Hicks. If anybody's unfamiliar, go look up Esther Hicks and Abraham Hicks like right now. (laughs) And they have a quote that says, you know, do 10% less in order to achieve 10% more. Wow. And that just blew my mind, the concept that I could slow down in order to speed up. And that speaks to what we were chatting about earlier. And that has really transformed how I work because I've always been a doer. I've always wanted to do more and thinking that achievements and are tied to how much I do, but my energy would get scattered and I was doing too much. I wasn't working smart, right? I was working hard, but I wasn't working smart and I wasn't taking care of myself. And so now every time I catch that habit coming up, I go, wait, 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 wait. No, (laughs) this probably means we need to take a break now. It sounds counterintuitive, but it does. It makes so much sense because as you said, if you're not giving your body rest, you can't accomplish what you hope to accomplish. Yeah. What does the word empowerment mean to you? Mm, Empowerment to me means accepting the fact 
of being an infinite being that is totally loved by source and that is a direct reflection of the love that makes up the universe. Love it. Faith, what does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it? Oh, relaxed and joyful, generous, poised, and aware of the subtle energies that are around me and giving myself the time to connect and talk to all of them. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions would just be one, two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. Okay. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? Beware joy in progress. <laughs> if you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? How to love themselves. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? More time. What is your favorite self-care practice? Meditation. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? For anchoring in more joy on this planet. How would you describe yourself in one word? Creative. And what is your biggest pet peeve? Untended to egos in others. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> Faith, what challenge in your life has shaped you the most, would you say? Mm, not getting what I thought I deserved early on in life and then understanding that that all comes from me. That didn't come mm. from anything or anyone else that no one or anything else has any influence on my life. It all starts with me. That is powerful. And again, that goes back to that self-work. Mm -hmm. Yep. What is something surprising you've learned about yourself in the past year? Mm, that I actually like to cook. <laughs> okay. In the last two years, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? There is a three-minute kundalini meditation that has really shook things up for me. It's a three-minute abundance meditation called the, okay. the Hara or the Hutta meditation that I would encourage people to look up that I do every day. And when I do it, I just feel better. I attract more opportunities into my life. It has really been an incredible practice for me to do. And then the other thing I would say is napping. Napping, okay. Yep, napping every day. What do you see as your greatest accomplishment? Starting a successful global business by myself without any training in business. That's huge. Faith, if you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? Michelle Obama because she's the queen. <laughs> I mean, what an incredible woman, what an honest, authentic, inspiring, conscious, kind woman. Okay. Yeah. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Everything's always working out for you. Lastly, Faith, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, your corner of the world, your tribe, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? 
My angels, this is all temporary. You are here for a short amount of time in order to heal and offer healing and experience as much joy and pleasure as this life has to offer you. You are beloved. You are cherished. You have so much to share. You are needed and you are important on this planet. So go have as much fun as you humanly possibly can. Beautiful. What a great way to end the interview with beautiful words of inspiration. Faith, thank you so much for taking the time to sit with me and share a bit about your story and your journey. It has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. You are a true inspiration and just keep shining your bright, beautiful light out into the world. Thank you for all that you do. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so joyful to be here. And thank you for all that you do on this planet too. Yes. Thank you. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Faith String. She is a third-generation healer, a past-life healer, a Reiki master, a cosmic channel, and a manifestation coach. Thank you so much, Faith. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. You too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.